made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find opinion articles, podcasts, including ours truly, and also Mudalidad, if you will. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Pendent. Uh, where you can get merch, you can sign to get exclusive content, and share your Benfiquism. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É um pouco paixão, pouco explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim, intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. Até à morte. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Law Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas, with you as always, every Tuesday night, bringing you the latest on Benfica, with me as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, como é que é, amigo? What's up? What you doing? How are you? I'm all right, my friend. How are you? Did come you buy all your presents? Oh, yeah. Já está tudo tratado. Está tudo tratado. None of this last-minute Portuguese people type stuff. Huh? Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I thought Chris was gonna say he doesn't buy gifts. He just receives the uh, the gifts because he's been a, a good boy this uh, this year. But uh, great to be back on here tonight. Last podcast before the uh, jolly uh, guy in the red suit uh, comes down. So uh, good to be back on here. Excellent. Como é que é, Cristiano? I know you everything good with you. You já compras tudo feito? Eu já. Eu faço tudo feito, compro tudo feito, sabes como é que é? Excited to uh, be here talking about another exciting victory. Another objective completed by Benfica and then obviously followed by an exciting victory. Benfica nowadays is scoring a touchdown on everyone and the extra point. Most important, a lot of these kickers in the NFL miss an extra point. So uh, I'm just a little upset that George Zeus himself has not decided to go for a two-point conversion as of late because, you know, he's normally they like he- the... No, he hasn't. He hasn't needed. He hasn't needed the two-point conversion. Anyway, um, on tap tonight, we'll have uh, we'll recap the Covilhão game, which was the League Cup last game of the group stages that where Benfica got their. Uh, oh, we're matching. Guys. Benfica got their uh, got their their ticket to the final four of the League Cup. Uh, we'll also look back at the shellacking of Maritim 7-1 win by Benfica at Stadio Luz this past uh, weekend. And we'll look ahead to the doubleheader against Porto. Uh, one uh, for the Taça de Portugal and the other one for the league. Um, and then that's it. That's all we got. And Merry, 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 Merry Christmas to everyone. Dave, everything good up uh, in the great up white north? You already said you're glad to be back. Dave is in control today. He's uh he's controlling the chat, so uh make sure you show Dave some love. Otherwise, yes. he might not... send send some uh some money my way if you want your chat to be uh read on air here uh tonight. <laughs> now taking donations. <laughs> so anyway, let's uh let's start with this Kuvilian game. Uh Benfica in their final uh game of uh the League Cup group stages, uh needing to win by three goals in order to uh Beat the um, 
the tiebreaker with Vitória de Guimarães, after all, Benfica did tie Guimarães in their uh, first game of this uh, group stages, and that kind of set up a game with Covilhã where Benfica needed to beat Covilhã by three. Um, I need, uh, I'll give you the lineup, uh, kind of a, a second tier here uh, lineup. Helton was in goal. Uh, Tomás Araújo made his uh, Benfica debut, a uh, player that features for Benfica B. Uh, quite often. Uh, Ferro was in the middle of the defense and Murat was on the left side. Uh, in the midfield, Maite and Tarapt. Um, Gilles Dias and Everton on the sides. Uh, Pizzi was underneath Seferovic and Ramos. Uh, they have a little bit of, um, of, a, of a different setup here in terms of, of how we usually set up. So still the three defenders, but now we had uh, Maite and, and and Tarapt almost in the same line. And then we had Gilles Diaz and Everton doing that that whole uh, right-hand side corridor. And Pizzi underneath Seferovic. And um, Chris often says that, uh, and I also like the, the three-man uh, midfield setup. What would you what'd you think of this game? Uh, it was a, a good opportunity for some of these young guys uh, to get some, uh, some run-in with the team. Now, while the match was being played, I did hear that the tiebreaker between uh, Guimaraes, uh, if it so happened to be that it was 2-0, that the tiebreaker goes to the squad with the uh, the youngest average age. So I wonder if that played a role with some of these young guys getting some uh, some run in, in the, uh, the starting uh, 11. But uh, overall, you're playing a, uh, a second division club that uh, isn't having the best of seasons so why not get some of these uh these players that uh haven't gotten uh, much uh much uh run with the team and rest some of our starters for uh for later on down the season here yeah no i agree with you i think that ferro murato were due for a start i was surprised by tomas Uju, but uh you know it, it it made sense and then maite which hasn't gotten a lot of uh a lot of burn uh, or a lot of chances um, got to start also, and, and you can understand how uh, how JJ needs to kind of rotate the squad, and especially playing. Look, if your second string players um, can't beat a team, as you mentioned, from the second league, that's not doing that well. But then something is wrong with this with the squad. Um, but nonetheless, it was uh, it was kind of a, a rusty start for Benfica, and I think that the first shot came in the 18th minute, but that was by Couvillain. Um, And in the ensuing corner, uh, Couvillain saw the, the crossbar denied him of a goal, and I think that Benfica after that um, um, woke up. Uh, a lot of missed passes, a lot of forced balls. Um, and, and look, the, the missed passes is, is a dig on execution. The forced passes are, are more... Poor, decis poor decisions by the team where the team is forcing passes into lanes that are not there. Um, so a lot of that, which, you know, went against Benfica trying to uh, to hold possession and to keep a nice flow of the game. Uh, and when you have that many bad passes, you know, you, you end up uh, kind of losing that flow and that rhythm and, and really offsetting the the other team. Uh, but uh, in the 28th minute, Seferovic would... Uh, uh, with the pass by Ramos in a play that was uh, that was a lab play, and Dave, we haven't seen one of those lab plays or one training ground plays uh, from Bifica in a very long time. No, it was uh, a thing of uh, of beauty, if you want to uh, call it something. Uh, like you said, drawn up at the uh, the training ground there, but um, it always looks good when it's uh, able to be executed the way it uh, was when uh, 
somebody doesn't make necessarily the right pass or Seferovic uh, puts it over the uh, crossbar, then uh, you're, we're talking about something else differently. But it's good to have those, uh, those, uh, those cheeky plays work in our favor. Don't get to see quite a few of them uh, as of late, but uh, against, again, the second uh, division club, why not try uh, uh, a drawn-up play from the uh, the tie, from the uh, training ground, and it worked out in our favor. Yeah, and, and as I saw that going in, uh, you know, the irony, right? Because up until that point, all we had was missed passes, poor execution, and you score on a lap play, which requires the execution to be right on point. And I thought, man, only Benfica, right? Spend most of the half missing passes, forcing balls, and then they get a goal on a perfectly executed lap play that involved, what, three or four touches? Uh, and I thought the irony in that, you know, you can't make this shit up for real. Um, so, yeah, so an important goal to, to just get that out of the way because because Benfica needed to score those three goals and the clock was against us. It was important that we scored that uh, that first goal uh, because Kouvdien was uh, packed in uh, and was defending. But, uh, yeah, it was good getting that goal. Um, team went went into the half with that with that goal in hand. Um, JJ, or actually it wasn't JJ, it was Juan Deus, uh, made uh, made uh, three changes at the half. They bought uh, they brought in uh, Paul Bernard for Maite, which uh, completely uh, passed uh, the game passed him by. He Rafa, just did not look interested at all. He just he's just like I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's hard to get a read on him, man. And you could say, yeah, he doesn't look interested. He kind of looks he looks out of it. Doesn't look like he he belongs. And then is is playing doesn't really do him any justice. You know, you could have that whole uh, body language about you where you're just like, hey, you're nonchalant, just walking around, running around, whatever, not really doing anything purposeful. And your playing kind of speaks for you. But in this case, uh, neither his playing nor his body language were, were going for him. Uh, so it kind of made sense that uh, he took him. I think one of the commentators on Sport TV at the twenty-something minute he said, "I, I, I think that he should um, that he should take Maite out because he's just he's not doing anything. He's just a player that's not that's not really helping or, or giving Befica what they what they need, which was somebody going going forward. So Bernardo for Maite, Rafa for Pizzi, and Darwin for Seferovic. So uh, brought in the uh, the big guns and and Rafa and, and Darwin." Um, and then in the 65th minute, you brought Yarmchuk for Ferru, and lo and behold, you bring Yarmchuk in the middle. You move Darwin to uh, to the left, which he had been he had been up top when he came in for Seferovic, and now all of a sudden, um, Darwin flourishes. Right, so the first goal in the 60, 68th minute off of a PK on on Rafa, uh, which Darwin uh, scored, and then in the 70, 73rd minute, the three nothing. Darwin uh, from an assist from uh, from Bernardo for Paul Paul Bernardo, right? Is it? Yeah, yeah Paul, Paul Bernardo. Um, three nothing and basically put the Benfica fans at uh, at rest uh, with those uh, three goals, uh, and then we still had a chance to see Almeida come in for uh, for <laughs> Gonzalo Ramos. Uh, but yeah, win for Benfica three nothing as uh, as we needed. 
didn't have to uh, go through that uh, initial 30 minutes of the first half the way we did, but you know that's what Benfica likes to do to us. They like. We're to, also uh, uh, also missing there that uh, Cuvia also got a red card there in the uh, the 39th minute. Oh yeah, so. sorry. Op- and that opened up. This. Yeah, it yeah. kind of opened up some some more space uh, here for us and uh, gave us the opportunity to kind of bring on some of these more. Uh, attack-minded uh, players all in uh, which are uh, fell in our favor and ultimately we got the uh, the 3-0 uh, scoreline which we were looking for yeah and uh, and I I also I all thought that you know so but if you could play against 10 men sooner or later this Kuvian team was going to break down in terms of you know physical effort and, and stamina uh, and I think that Benfica took advantage of that once they did um, and obviously playing with the uh, with ten men for for all of the second half and some of the f- first half didn't didn't really help Kuvia, but um, usually sometimes it happens that a team with ten men plays better than eleven men, and especially when you need to pack it in and defend. But I always thought that uh, Benfica, with the legs that they had and with the horses that they brought in and Raf and, and Darwin, that they were going to be able to uh, break through at at some point as tired legs uh, came about. Um, so nonetheless, good win for Benfica. On to the to the next round, or to the final four, and uh, the final four is what I wrote it here. Final four, Benfica now sets up a match against Boavista at Stadio Luz on the twenty fifth, uh, and uh, the other two teams that are in the final four are Sporting and Santa Clara. Sporting will host uh, Santa Clara on the twenty sixth, and I figure that's Monday that, and Tuesday. They're but- all they're all in Leiria though. Uh, the final yeah. four tournament is so, going to be played in in uh, Leiria. So I think the 25th is Monday. The 26th is Tuesday. I think the final is probably the Saturday or Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what? 25th is Tuesday. 26th is the Wednesday. And then, yeah, it usually falls on the, the following league, Sunday. League Cup, league Cup, League Cup final four. In Leiria? Yeah. Yep. Hey, I, I got to say this. We're going to play a Vista who had a very impressive win, who slapped the crap out of Sporting Braga. I, I don't think anyone saw that one coming. What was it? Five one, five nil, something like that. Yeah. They scored five. five. Put, put up a manito. Well, Vista with uh with Petit at the helm just took over. Yeah, Petit uh, who a lot of uh, lagartos and uh and uh Ladron, I mean uh Dragoins <laughs> like to uh say they, they normally lay down for Benfica. So uh yeah, Petit's done a tremendous job there. So credit to him. I think on paper, all of us looking at that one matchup, we all figured it'd be Benfica against Sporting Braga, but credit to Bovista. They did what they had to do. Mefica handled their business. And uh, on to another League Cup final. I mean, final, sorry. Final four. Now it's like this big event, you know, like the NCAA's final four. Chris, what'd you think of the... Do they cut down the nets, Steve, after they reach the final? You Jesus and Escadot cutting the nets? Not like that. Chris, what'd you think of the Kuvillan game? I thought it was a game. You thought it was a good game? I didn't right? say a good game. I said I thought it was a game. It was a game. Uh, look, Mefica... <sighs> Benfica did just enough. I mean, I think uh, if Benfica do go ahead and uh, bring home the Caneco, they should send one of those participation trophies to the goalkeeper from Sporting Gouglia, uh, who obviously had a hand in, uh, <laughs> in or this not. result. A hand or not. No, yeah, well, no pun intended. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, look, uh, Benfica just did just enough. Um, you know, what do you, what do you really expect from yeah. that lineup? Um, if these guys can't cut it, in the first half against a team from second division down, yeah, down a man, 
I, I, I agree. There's no other argument for me to make on, on behalf of these other guys. And look, JJ did what he had to do, brought in the quickness of Rafa and Darwin. We knew we knew right from the get go that if this game but got JJ was on a, wasn't on the bench. Come on, come back, my foot. It's over, over, <laughs> over, Alfred, Alfred. We'll get into that in the Maritimo uh, game, but Alfred, like, like we had a conversation with you today, and I'll have this conversation with you. I, I, I think we've been a part of enough locker rooms and enough teams to understand that even when a coach gets a red card, that come on, bro, he, what happens? He gets a red card, so the coach doesn't doesn't partake in, in, in training, doesn't partake in tactics, doesn't partake in it. He's not yelling they, at players on the sideline. Bro, you know, let, let me, let me, let me, between you we'll and I. We'll get into that in the Between game. you and I. Between you and I. No, but forget, forget the Maritimo. Before, before that, before that. Think it is? Okay? Before oh, okay. That. Think it is, okay? Let, let me, let me talk to you. You become of a JJ. Real big, but JJ. I can tell all the coaches that you play with, that I played with alongside you when I was a lot younger. But yes, in those days, they yelled a lot at us a lot more than JJ did. And we look, it is what it is, man. Some coaches are yellers. Some coaches are positive guys. You sound like a bunch of a JJs nowadays that God forbid somebody. JJs. God forbid somebody. I thought you were talking their, about JJ, but JJ. Not of a JJ. Somebody raises their voice, say you, you're ready to like throw in your towel and like, look, I understand he treats some players like garbage, but at the end of the day, if you win, it cures all. And right now, these players aren't being productive. And you know how it is. The first thing in society, really, if you really look at it, before we look at ourselves in the mirror, we reflect on what really is going on in our little world. We point the finger at someone else. And I know right now we're not happy with JJ's performance. Yada, yada, yada. But if he, look, at the end of the day, it's another objective. Dave, beat Kiev. Boo, people give him the flood. Did what you had to do against Sporting Kublia. Yo, at the end of the day, it's just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha It's objective after objective, right? This is all we wanted to get through. We shall see. Dave stays quiet. Dave don't want to get involved. I, well, I, want, I was going to chime in about the Maritimo game, but uh, we'll, oh, we'll go ahead. save that. No, not no, yet. No, no, not yet. Dave, Look, some Kuvillian some, some stats so we could uh, yeah, move on. Well, uh, not too uh, much. We covered it most, uh, mostly here. But uh, Benfica is now qualified for the uh, League Cup semifinals for a 12th out of 15th uh, possible uh, times. The only uh, times that they didn't qualify for the Final Four were 2008, 2018, and 2020. Yeah, last year with JJ. Did not qualify for the Final Four. Oh, man, JJ is the worst. The yeah, but worst. that was COVID. But now, now they qualify for the final four. But according to our friend Alfredo, he doesn't get the credit. Is Manuel de Deus? What, what's his name? Manuel Juan de Deus. He gets the credit. So on the yo, when you go to Wikipedia, I'm not saying that he gets the Manuel credit. Manuel Jesus makes it to the final four. No, I'm not saying that he gets the credit. I'm not saying that JJ doesn't deserve the credit. Look, anytime if he well, you're, you're saying that JJ JJ operated the substitutions and wasn't really. JJ operating the substitution. How do you know? It was João Deus. As maluco, João Deus disse ao Luizão. He was the one that filled out the card they gave to Luizão. Mas quem disse ao gajo? Aí, mestre referee. What about that earpiece? É, quem substituição. Aí, cara, beleza, treinador. Vamos falar. Yo, what about the earpiece? The earpiece? He always has their earpiece. That's to the guy that's all the way up in the rafters where they release Vitória. You know what religious people like to call him? Jesus. Jesus. He's speaking to Jesus Je up there. You're talking about Jesus was talking to Deus. Or was Deus yeah, not that, listening that to That one JJ. got me confused earlier today as well. That's a confusing one. I mean, I could see somebody rolling up a blunt like, God, Jesus. 
Bateu. Fudeu. Agora. Aí, tipo... <risos> cara, quem que é o treinador? Os caras, like, dude, where's my car? Where I park my car? Dude, no Espírito Santo is available too. Might as well bring him in, make it the holy trifecta too. That's it, bro. And then you bring a bruxo from Pinto da Costa, and like, yo, it's done. Nobody's they're, gonna be they're, they're taking up, they're on the payroll. They're on the payroll. 15,000 a year, 15, bro. 15,000 a year, baby. That's, that's easy. Yo, that's with vacation included. Burn some, some mirror. Mijo. But apparently that doctor oh, no, was on our payroll up. too, wasn't it? Yo, Carlos made it, the doctor. Yeah, we didn't... The uh, gynecologist you know, is here. Chris, you weren't here, so we haven't said hello to the Freddies. I know. I asked. I You're the one that uh, gives all the love to the Freddies. Freddies, what's up? Oh, it's 150. Continue, it's, Michael. It's, Michael, what's it's up, It's 15 man? a year. Just 15 a month. Oh, a month? Yeah, I think so. Shit, I'll I'll do some spells on somebody <laughs> for that type of money in Portugal. Just want to give a big shout out to to Conting. That's Michael Gonzalez. Listen to his podcast pre previous to coming on here with us. Keep up the good work. Paul Tomás, shout me out. Paul Tomás, Patrick Swofford, o Bruno Singer, é para Bruno Singer, Singer, Singer. Foi falta o, right? I dropped out of high school, bro. No falta nada U. That's how you say it in Portugal. Bom dia, malta. You put the U, it's a singer. Singer. No, mas com U é gur. Gur. Pois, é o que estou a dizer. Pá. Patrick, how's Louisiana? But listen, at the end of the day, this is the most important part. These guys showing up. Patrick's still in Portugal. I'm, I'm, Carlos, no, is he in Portugal? Patrick, no, he said he's in Louisiana. He just said on the chat, still in Portugal. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's in Louisiana. He thinks it's <laughs> He thinks it's Portugal. Está lá no meio dos porcos. Está em Portugal. É Louisiana, pá. Mas é. No, it's Portugal. It's fantastic. Look, I'm just glad. Patrick, where are you at in Portugal exactly? No, he's. I'm going to say Mortosa City. He's being pretty adamant. I think he's in Portugal now. He's in Portugal. He's in Portugal. Where is he at in Portugal? We narrowed it down. He's in Portugal. We'll wait for his answer. No, no, that's not the one. This one, this one, this one he's got to put. As we wait for Patrick's response. Close to Lisbon. Like, well, we know Portugal. Where is it? Close to Lisbon. My heart can't take it, Patrick. Where are you? <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want people to he's know. He's in the Madura, bro. He's in the ghetto. He don't want anybody to know he's from the ghetto. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Madura is really nice. They got like two nice corners. Yeah. Let the what? Oh, let, let me get to the correct place. Hey, he doesn't even know where he is. He's gonna Bro, go outside. Patrick, if it's farm, you're most likely not in Lisboa. Right? Unless you're in the zoo. The zoo. Yeah. All right. Turning our attention to uh <laughs> to Liga Liga B win now. Uh we hosted Maritim in the last game of uh 2021 uh at Stade Um Vlaco Dimas was in goal, Almeida, Otamendi, Vertonghen, Gilberto and Grimaldo, Weigel, João Mario, Rafa, Darwin and Yarmchuk. Chris, easy to say or... or, or... What? I can't think of the word. It's, you gave me something to drink. Corroios. Corroios. Corral, Corroios. No, that's, uh, that's like a, 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 an outskirt of, uh, of Lisbon. Well, that's what he said. Wasn't that what he said, Dave? He said close to Lisbon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it safe to say that Good this morning. is our um Hello, Fabs. Good morning. <laughs> is it safe to say that this is our strongest lineup? Uh no. No, okay. My Who? boy Trapp's not in there, bro. 
Gilberto, Gilberto Carlos, my man, just that album Gilberto cover, Carlos. just for that reason alone, he absolutely needs to start every single game. And obviously, like that, I think somebody mentioned the, the you know, Andre Almeida. Yeah, you can, you, you know, shout out Andre Almeida, but uh... <laughs> Andre Almeida. Okay, Andre Almeida, I think 48 years about this titular do Benfica. Andre Andre Almeida uh, came in uh, in the 86th minute or 83rd minute against uh, Covilhã, and the the three times that he had to uh, touch the ball. Three fouls. He picked up a yellow card hey. for persistent fouling. <laughs> Yo, he gets his money worth. He gets his money worth. That's the one thing about Gilberto Carlos is that when he plays, he's going to get dirty. He's going to get involved. And uh, you could always count on my man to give it his all 100%. So credit to him. I mentioned right at the beginning of the Champions League uh, campaign for Benfica when he scored a golazo. I said, look, right there. That, was it Champions League? No. We tied to zero. What are the qualifier? Yes, I knew. I was, yeah, I'm, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. But I said right then and there, Balon Dior, that's my Balon Dior guy right now. He's the leader in the clubhouse. He's got more goals. Think about it. He's got more goals in the, in the Liga than Lionel Messi does. So right there, he's leader in the clubhouse. Fantastic. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I think that uh, Gilberto is, uh, is becoming a, or probably is already a fan favorite. It's crazy how fan favorite. All jokes aside, I like to kid around so, a lot. That, that's how bad our right back position is. Is that uh, you're actually yes or no? You, you take a guy. You're being unfair. Okay, I'm not being unfair. Uh, here's here's where I'm coming from. Right, uh, you take a guy. Right, um, that all you have to praise is his effort and his rasa, uh, and not much more after that. He scored a couple goals. Right, but not much more after that, and that's all you got to praise him for for effort. It's like you used to place. Uh, we used to uh, praise Servi all the time. But you're being unfair. Okay, why? You're being unfair, because he's actually. Yes, you're right. I, I I often come on a podcast and I say, look, when when you're a professional player, and at least at this level, at Benfica level, right? And the one thing we could praise you for is your effort, bro. Maybe you shouldn't be here. Right, and I've, I've because at this rate, everyone should have this type of uh, you know effort and this type of ability, this type of you know skill wise to make a difference. But the thing is that he's actually turned this season around. When he came over, but that goes to show you how fragile our fan base is. Right, they went from absolutely despising the guy last year to now he's had a, I was going to say a couple, but it's more than a couple. He's had a really nice start to the season here, and now all of a sudden he's a fan, fan favorite, and so it, that goes to show you that he's actually turned it around. He's picked up his game, and yes, you're still right. Our right back position is still in shambles, but I think he's the one guy that I I think has made the most of it, most of his opportunity. Um, and so credit to him. He could have just you know put his head down. He could have done, which is something I'm really upset about. And we'll get into Everton, but he could have done what Everton then get his agent involved and start bitching and complaining. And that's when I you know going back ten minutes ago, and I'm like, come on, when, Alfred, when you become so soft, I think nowadays it's a lot easier to just point the finger rather than put your head down and work hard. And I think Gilberto has done that. Credit to him. And and look, he's had good performances. So it's not just the guys playing, and you know we 
we're praising a guy because he's putting in a shift. No, no, no. He's putting in the shift, and he's playing well. So credit to him, credit to the coaching staff, but most importantly, credit to him for not giving up. Credit to him for put, picking up his head and just saying, look, I'm going to do the best that I got to do. Similar like we praised Svetovic three years ago when he went a whole preseason not playing a single minute. The Jonas gets hurt and he steps in and he finishes the season with 30-plus goals. Right? We praised the guy for having that fortitude to come in week in, week out and fight for his place. And so I, I think we should praise a guy like Everton. I think it's a little bit different than 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 a Svetov, than a, a set of you. I mean, look, <laughs> go look at at, at Everton. I'm not Everton. Gilberto, and he's probably in what a year and a half. He's had as many half the goals already that Serbia scored at Benfica from the right back position. No, I, no, I, I don't, um, I don't disagree. But as you mentioned, that you know, it speaks volumes about the, our depth over at right back. When uh, Gilbert is the one guy that we're we're saying, yeah, I, I want Gilbert to start. You know, I don't want any other right back on there. Forget Lazaro, forget Gonçalves, forget Andre Almeida. I want I want Gilberto Carlos. Gilberto Carlos in his is in, in his mixtape. That's who See, I want. I, I think I think I think what's his name? I think so. Hugo Ferreira. Gilberto is a poor man's Maxi Pereira, but currently is our best right back. Yeah, I, that's that's what I was just saying. That that's know, that says a lot about the the quality we have at right back. You know, the United States is not recognizing these Chinese Olympics. I'm not recognizing this guy. Hugo <laughs> <laughs> Ferreira, no, you're I'm ignoring not, him. Not you put him on he's mute. A, he's a foreign diplomat. That's it. We're not recognizing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you was getting up on me. But listen, what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> now we're we're talking about the Maritime game. Uh, oh, you said something prior to that. I said something about uh, I don't know. Okay. Gilbert. Gilbert, the one the one guy that was actually showing some oh. promise there before he picked up uh, an injury Radonjic. was uh, Radondish. Yeah, yes. but he's Radonjic. not a right back, dude. Thank you, Dave. That's what but, I was but going. when he was playing there, he was he was actually showing some flair and. And uh, creating some opportunities and that speed, like Chris always te- uh, talks about, you can't touch, uh, can't teach speed. That guy uh, had that in his back pockets, and I uh, I liked seeing what he was there, and he was trying to, he was starting to gain that position, but then he picked up this injury, and it's back to uh, Gilberto Carlos. Look, this 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 is what I was saying before you you made me lose my train of thought, which is. Um, Branovic played decently when he was there. I still believe Lazaro is an is a viable option. The thing with these guys is for uh, a, a, a Lazaro and even a Rondo Jits. And he, look, you can make the case for all of the guys at this position, right? You can bring in Diogo Salves because at this point, Andre Almeida is not really an option, which is crazy. Andre Almeida is not an option for the right back, for the right wing back spot, but he's an option for the left wing. But that's a conversation for nothing. But I really believe that all four of those guys, when you throw in Rondo Jits, right? They're going to need some type of consistency. They're going to need three, four, five games in a row to gain that consistency and get up to speed with things, right? Because they're all at some point or another adapting to that one spot. I think the ones that are most accustomed to it is going to be a Gilberto, and I think he's the one that's actually stood out the most this season. He's actually played decently enough because he's used to playing their whole flank. So until these guys get on the field with consistency, it's going to be a while for these guys to adapt. That being said, Look, the injuries have definitely played a part. I thought that Lazaro would have been the guy to grab that position by the horns, but he hasn't as of yet because no. even Gonçalves, Gonçalves, I look, Alfredo, I'm not shocked about Gonçalves. And those of you Freddies listening, and but everyone, he's had, he's had a lot of injuries. I've told you this last year. I wasn't particularly impressed with his performances at right back last season. He's not a right. He's an adapted right back. That's fine, but again, 
my criticism with his wasn't defending. I could understand a guy that's being adapted at that position, not dealing with the with the overruns, not overlaps and the runs behind his back and not dealing with the defending aspect of things. But going forward, I thought he left a lot there to be desired. And so I'm not I just I'm, I'm being and again, you guys can roll back the tape. You'll see I'm not surprised that he's really struggling. But the other guys and, and I'll, like I said, I'll throw him in there. It's going to take three, four, five games for these guys to get up to speed with things. And so until then, um, we don't really know what we have at that position, which is sad. We have plenty of options, but injuries keep derailing um, their progress. So, All right. Let's get let's get back to the game before you derail this conversation. Uh, three uh, three minutes in, one nothing Darwin, assist by Rafa. Eight minutes in, 2 nothing Darwin, uh, assist by João Mario. And then in the 34th minute, 3 nothing Gilberto Carlos with an assist from um, from Rafa. Uh, so Benfica getting on the board and getting on the board early uh, and, and really, all right, let, let's get into this uh, JJ uh, not on the sidelines conversation. <laughs> Thank you, this. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but uh, look, I don't know how many of you actually watched the game and, and, and really took, took notice right uh but i i think that the body language of the players the, the way they were playing the, the happiness in which they were they were playing i don't know man i just think that not having a guy yelling at you on a sideline real as the team more relaxed on the field that's that's what i noticed and and Granted, I believe that he is somewhere in the stadium and giving uh, instructions to Juan Deus, but not having that guy yelling at you and and for the Sicaralho, you and motherfuck you all up and down the, the field, I think that helps. I think that helps the team. I'm sorry, Chris. I figured out the next button we need to pull here. The beep, beep, beep. <laughs> That's the next one. Dave, <laughs> you got to figure out how to put that on here. Beep. Where is it? Like the, the truck is backing up to no, run you over? No, when you curse, beep. Yeah, yeah, mother, beep it's beep, in there beep. somewhere. Yeah, it's in it's... there somewhere. Look, um, <laughs> Alfredo, it's clear to me one thing. You never played for Joe Mons, but that's another conversation. Joe Mons didn't like me. I don't know why. So I'm pretty sure he spoke to you worse than, than this guy did. But look, man, come on. Let's. Uh, it is crazy to me how we grasp, we try the grass for any little positive light to point the finger at something we don't like. Look, how about this, Alfredo? How about maybe the guys looked happy because for once, right? They played for really once. Easy. They didn't have somebody yelling at them. No, for once they were scoring goals at will. The game was a walk in the park because nobody was yelling at them and they weren't feeling nervous. I would like they weren't afraid to miss. I would like to think if it was one zero, right? The whole ninety minutes, maybe we wouldn't see this happiness. Maybe the seven goals. Maybe the ease, the three nothing lead going into the halftime, then four nothing early on in the second. Maybe Alfredo, maybe just maybe that alleviated a lot of the pressure because obviously these players knowing going into two very important games against our bitter rivals from up north, right? The jitters and now all of a sudden, yo, yo, this this is easy. We we you know how about that? I mean, how many times you played in games you went in tight and all of a sudden before you know it the game falls apart 
yo, you're slapping these guys around like, oh, shit, we're all playing loose. How about that? I, I like to think that maybe that had a lot to do with it. Scoring a goal in the third, or not even third, what was it, second minute, third, whatever yeah, it was? Third minute. I mean, I, how about that? Did that alleviate anything? You no, so that, hel me, that helps. You're but, telling me if JJ's but, but listen, on the sideline, they don't me. score that goal in the second minute? But listen to me. How many times have we scored three goals in the first half, come back come back in the second half and, and uh, are, are asleep? And that wasn't the case this second half. No, because the other – bro, they were up 3-0. The other team was like, okay, what's for the key? Uh, let's try to get one early, and then maybe the game turns around for us and Chris, they try to open up and we how many times have we seen the team come out sleepy in the second half after having a lead a, in the a first lot. half? A lot of okay. times. Okay, thank you. Well, so what's that got to do? So that correlates directly that with the fact that we don't that have a team, coach? That team was happy. Yeah, they, because they were, they were up 3-0. They were enjoying – yeah, because and they haven't been up to nothing and three nothing sometimes in the first half and falling asleep. I'm just saying, look, Alfredo, Alfredo, here's what I'll, I'll tell quiet you after this. I'll, I'll leave you. I'll this. let you talk after this. Right. Because I am I give up in this. Okay. Right, because, because obviously I'm not you're defending win. JJ. I'm not defending JJ because this is exactly that's it. I'll make this point and I'll back up. Right. I wish we had a doo -doo -doo, but whatever. We, we need to work on that next. This is not just a JJ problem. This is going back to Rui Vitoria, Bruno Lage, and now it's a JJ. So if you think it directly points the finger, fine. Credit to you. But as you said, you think it's a coincidence? Well, I'll answer back your question. Do you think it's a coincidence that it's happened with the last two coaches previous to this guy? This is an ongoing scenario. So you think it's a JJ problem? But it's a JJ well, to it, you. I don't. But how do you see this in terms of? How does this correlate to the other two? I, I don't understand the, the connection you're trying to make. No, the connection is that this is a problem that's been going on at Benfica for three. For, sleeping. Like, coming out of the half, okay. sleeping. This is not just a JJ problem. This Now, you want to answer me by, look, Chris, that's why JJ was brought in. So we're not sleeping after. Fine, granted. But to say that this is a JJ problem when, Dave, I'm pretty sure, right, we could all pinpoint to games with previous coaching staffs that this team would come out of. Alfredo, how many times have I come out on this podcast and said, what the what the hell goes on in this locker room at halftime that these guys fall asleep? So much so that you know, Dave knows, all the Freddies knows, and all the lovely people that didn't have the chance to watch us live know that a halftime speech by our coach about having a baby became world famous. That goes to show you how dire things were at our club. So to just say, well, in this one game, well, the team came out in the second half. Well, Alfredo, I'll answer this. They came out and they played like with joy on the field because in the third minute, they scored a goal. How many times do we come here and you ask me and Dave and Dave ask you and I ask you and we go back and forth and we say, guys, prediction for this game. Well, I hope, you know, they come out and play with balls to the ground. and You know, they get an early goal because it alleviates the pressure. Well, that's exactly what they did. They did exactly what we always hoped for. Every single game, get an early goal, and then just relax. That's exactly what they did in the third minute. All right, let me uh, let me put this uh, let me plant this in your in your brain. Um, if on Thursday when we play against Porto, uh, the team looks relaxed, and as a result, they win the game, and they have a posture that you'd never seen at the Dragão in terms of not being afraid, in terms of playing loose, will you admit that it has to do with J.J. not being on a sideline? Look, I'm going to spare the listeners. Ask Dave, because you're never going to... Look, at the end of the day, my coach doesn't need to be on the sideline. He makes all the decisions. So when I'm on the field, I know that regardless of what I do with that assistant coach, 
the guy up top is the one that's going to make the decision. I'll go even one further. In every single team that I've played on, I got along with the assistant coach a hundred times. I mean, not e Alfredo, not even close. All right, a thousand times better than I did with my head coach. Did it mean at the end of the day that dude pumped me up? But at, at the other assholes, the one making the decisions. That's the guy that ultimately I gotta please. I could get along with you all I want. Me and Dave could be buddy buddies. You the guy that pushes the buttons and runs this. The day you decide to eighty six me like I eighty six Hugo, it don't matter about my relationship with Dave. I'm not coming back. Hey, you the guy that making the decisions. Hey, hey uh, Michael, I I do agree with you that uh, last year. Uh, we weren't afraid when we played there, but that to me that was probably the highest light of the season for me. That game at the Dragon was the highlight of the season. The rest of the season was a complete shit show. Uh, but that game at the Dragon, I, I I agree with you. We went over there and we didn't. We weren't afraid. We gave it to Porto like they usually give it to us, and I was very surprised and I was very happy. But that, to me, was probably the only good thing that you could take out of last year. I just put zero. And, and, and Alfredo, please, man, you know I love you and I respect your opinion. But you're asking me mine, so I'm giving you mine. I put zero weight, zero weight on whether JJ's on the bench or he's on the sideline. I really don't care because the coaching staff is really telling them what to do. I'll give you, and I'll be fair. You know me. I'm a fair guy. I'll give you the... Okay, he's not on the sideline screaming. That might be the only one you get. It's by. the only thing I'm trying to, the only point that I'm trying to prove. But I don't think that's why they played well. I think they played well because they got that early goal and they changed the game. It could be. That's. I don't discount that, but I'm just looking at the at the players' body language, uh, and even the, their facial expressions, and the players look happy. And if you if if you are my friend, to be to stand corrected on that comment. I will tell you, I got even less respect for a lot of those players in the locker room because they're a bunch of JJs. So every time they're the here we go again with the JJs. I'm being polite. You know, you like to use the beep button. I don't want to. Yeah, but that that kind that could get confused with JJ. Peanut butter and jellies. I don't know. The JJs. The JJs. Vanilla and jelly jelly jellies. I don't know. Whatever. But the point is that these players have a history that you and I have been previewed, previewed, whatever, privileged into conversations, right? Where they are basically explaining to us that there is a little group in this locker room that runs things, that really keeps the temperature up or down, whatever. They really, you know, organize and, and they control everything inside that locker room. If that's the case, that once again, they're unhappy with the and I'm not telling them not to be unhappy. I mean, obviously, we're gonna go through ups and downs, but they're unhappy, so therefore we're gonna quit on the team again. I got a big problem with that, man. Look, you have to be a professional. I didn't like every coach I played for. I think in my life I made it but maybe like one coach. If there were there was very few reasons why I wanted JJ to come back to Benfica. Um, the ones that I didn't want him to come back to be figure four were a lot more and outweighed the ones that I did. But one of the ones that was that JJ was not going to tolerate these little groups in the locker room, taking over and being a cancer in the locker room. That was one of the things that I felt that JJ would straighten out, but we, we kind of, we haven't seen it full blown, but we're kind of seeing little things here and there. I don't know if you agree with me, Chris. Look, dude, you and I, 
you and I talked about this and, and Dave, you know, Dave, poor Dave, he just sits there quiet half the time. Like, I can't believe this guy's talking trash, but it's okay, Dave. You can speak out loud. You and I talked about this so many times last year um, about these players' performances. Uh, read the Joaquin opinion after you're done. Read this. I will. Uh, I'll let Dave speak. So, like that, Dave talked. But we talked about how these players ultimately didn't live up to their expectations. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. We know that I I firmly, guys, look, take it for what you want, right? Take it for what you will. I firmly believe to my core, based on what I was told and promised and the whole night, JJ would have, had it not been for COVID, there are there are three or four players on this current roster that wouldn't have been on the scene. I think JJ would have, he came in with that attitude that he was going to change things. Now, you and I, Dave and everybody listening, but you and I really attacked this point last year when when we were frazzled by what the hell's going on and confused, which was it, what coach is this? This is not the coach we all expected, and you admitted it yourself, right? I want to talk saw, about last year. Okay, but we saw that JJ on the side. It felt like you know a little baby pouting because he didn't get his way, right? Would you admit to that? Just say yes or no. Would you admit to that? Sure. <laughs> so maybe one of the reasons why he was pouting was because he wasn't able to do and get the roster makeover that he wanted. Maybe. Now, I'm tired of the fend- I'll defend the guy till the cows come home for last year, right? Because I believe a lot more in that whole COVID situation than you do. But this year, yes, there's been a lot of games that you've been disappointed. But in this game, I, I think the early goal, the-, the early goal really alleviated things. The pressure took that pressure off of him, and the players went on to went on to uh <laughs> went on to to do what they had to do and, and really smacked it. No, I, I I agree with Joaquin Corpina. Uh he says, but you know, you played so you know that if you have a coach that's always yelling at you 100%. all the time when you're playing, you are playing always with the some fear of yes. doing something wrong. And and I think that's that was one of the things that Pudrinho said in his interview was that the pressure and look, there's guys that can handle it, and there's guys that are more sensitive, right? Um, just like anywhere in the world, uh, in, in your jobs, some guys are going to take a, a yelling from their boss when they know they made a mistake, and some guys are a little thinner skinned. Uh, but yes, that was something that Padrino said that 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 players were so nervous to make a mistake because the pressure was so high. Uh, from JJ, and I don't even want to get into that Padrino thing because you know that that sounds a, a little bit like he's uh, he's jaded, whatever, blah blah blah. But I I'm I'm curious to see what what happens about um what happens this Thursday when JJ is not on the bench again, and I want to see how the the team behaves. Look, to be honest, going with back you. to that comment, um, I uh, first of all I agree one hundred percent. I uh. I was a player that didn't react well to this. I didn't like this. I wasn't myself. Just to tell you guys, I basically wrapped up, hang up my boots because of that. Uh, came to a So you out of all people, you should know yes. what it's like. Yeah, and after you know the stories, I, I basically hung up my boots because of that because it just came came to a point where it, just, it wasn't fun. I was more fearful of making a mistake than actually trying to do it. And it wasn't my game because my game was a ball on the feet, whatever, whatever. And I just, I just said, you know what, F this. Um, so I totally understand that point. But these guys are getting paid millions, man. 
<laughs> they're still human beings, man. Bro, with this human being stuff, what, what are they being mistreated? Did all they're they being slave trade? I mean, come on. So just because your boss is, is playing you is boss, is, is paying you a that's higher a salary, that's a coach. does that mean you have to take abuse from your boss? Abuse, bro. People are fragile nowadays, man. Look, hey. some look, Alfredo. He's a fucking bully, bro. What you could look, I didn't like that. I didn't like that type of coaching. But there was teammates of mine. That thrived under that type of pressure. Yeah, there's guys that like it. Like it's, I said, exactly. not every guy. Uh... Just, just like you bring in a guy, and we did. Guys, did we not? Dave, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, buddy. Did we not bring a guy that was a pat on the back type of guy? What the team do to him? We brought two of them back to back. Oh, forget the first one. The first one's just. <laughs> the second one, what happened? What happened? Yeah, they what, they what, walked what, all over. They walked all over him. What they do to him? They made the bed what, for him, and the same thing that see. they're looking uh, for JJ here, too. Did we not squander a seven-point lead? So I'm pretty sure everybody was content because the coaches, it's okay, bro. We lost another game, but I still love you. Oh, my God, you're the best. You're the best. It's okay. And then the next week, because hey, that, that, the Eagles were fine, but nobody's playing up to their capability as well. So what's the excuse? Uh, Again, everybody's different. And I get it, Alfred. In a perfect world, if I got a coach that doesn't do it, fine. Agreed, Alfred. I'm not disagreeing with you. But I just think that now because people don't like JJ, everybody's pinpointing. This is the same guy that did the same exact thing the first time around, and everybody was content. Everybody's so upset that he went across the street to school in the school or whatever. He went to, 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 to Avalada land, and all of a sudden, they were all bitter. I mean, come on. It's the same coach. Getting back to the game. Um... 48th minute, uh, four nothing. Rafa with the uh, Yaramchuk feed. 57th minute, five nothing. Yaramchuk now this time for Rafa. Uh, in the 66th minute, Tarab came in for Jomari. Murat came in from Grimaldo. Andre Almeida went to left back, and Murat went to the right side of the, the center back pairing. So I don't know if it was. He went to left wing back. No, he went to right back. No, no, Almeida, Almeida, left wing back. Yes, he went to left wing back. But uh, we had been talking here that uh, the reason why uh, Murato doesn't play on that right side of the defense because he's right-footed. So I don't know if this was uh, a test. It might have been a test. Well, since course, I thought like, it was a test, Alfredo, but according to been him, a test. I, th I thought it was like, bro, you're up 3 4 nothing. Why not? You know, let's try it out. Because he might be thinking himself, that Almeida, one of these guys is fragile, could go down and I might have to play him. So, look, it's a perfect time to, to give the guy minutes and, and try him out there. But. The one confusing part about it is listening to, 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 to the play-by-play -play by Elder Conduto. Elder Conduto said that Morato, even on his, in his São Paulo days, played in the center uh, of the defense with another lefty center back. Therefore, he played on the right side of that pairing. So I, I at that point, I just shrugged my shoulders and I said, I it's know. It's a technical preference, in in my opinion. Uh, and, and that's how I, I kind of choose to understand why it doesn't get more time uh, on that right side of the center back uh, trio. Um, you know, but anyway, uh, 81st minute, 5-1, 86th minute, uh, 6-1, 90th, 7-1, Ramos with the uh, feeds from Seferovic and then 7-1, Seferovic from a uh, feed from, from Rafa. And, and Rafa and Darwin had uh, quite a quite a game. Uh, and look, um, I'm not. I don't want to take anything from the team, but it, it's now it's now two games that teams come to start to lose and try to play open with Benfica, and Benfica just just pounces on them, just take advantage of all the space, and especially when you got guys like Rafa and and, uh, and Darwin who uh, are are great and going forward with space in front of them, um, teams are gonna they're gonna put themselves at, at risk, and uh, I think that's what uh, Benfica did. So. 
uh, a very important win for for Benfica ahead of uh, the two uh, games against Porto, uh, but nonetheless uh, a good a good game. Dave, what'd you think of the game, man? Were were you happy? Were you relaxed? Was it a game where you had feelings that you haven't felt in in a long time watching a Benfica game? It was uh, a, a definitely a relaxing game so much so I think I fell asleep and missed the uh, Gonzalo Ramos's uh, goal fell asleep. But woke up just in time to see my boy uh, Seferovic uh, put the uh, the last one in the back of the net. No, but you fell asleep but, for a whole four minutes, dude. Yeah, because I was uh, I was feeling uh, nice and calm and relaxing, which usually never uh, never happens with Benfica. But like that's a shot also, of morphine. Yeah, that also ties into because we got that early girl that early goal, and like Chris uh, alluded to earlier, if we're waiting till the 80th plus minute and the game's still tied, teams are going to close up and we're struggling to find goals, right? So that those early goals uh, really helped out uh, the team and my own uh, viewing uh, pleasure as well. Um, what else uh, from this game? I think this was probably the best game I've seen Benfica play all year. Um, and it was against a side that had 11 men, not uh, nine or seven uh, men. I really thought they were going to it was going to be another nasty null game where we ran it up to uh, to ten, but uh, only got seven here. We we love to beat up on those Islanders. Yeah, uh, you but said uh, <laughs> different islands though, different islands, Chris. Yeah, uh, well, we didn't say anything bad about Santa Clara. Just uh, get the new drainage system, but uh, the uh, I think. I don't. I don't want to really tie whether or not this is because JJ's here or JJ's not there. If that's the case, that JJ is not there and these players are are happy that he's not there, then it just goes to show that the inmates are still running the the jail from from within, and and JJ hasn't been able to uh, to crack the code on them either. But um, at the end of the day, we shouldn't be really nitpicking about why they won seven one or. Who did it with the substitutions that they made? These uh, these score lines don't come um, too often, so uh, let's enjoy it. And three points, and it was a nice score line for the team here. Look, last thing on JJ, I, I I don't think for those of you, you know, Fredo, I think you're included, but for those of you in the chat and those listening, I think you got good news coming in the new year. I don't I don't I don't think JJ and again just no nothing, no inside nothing, just a hunch. I I don't think. JJ will be back. So you might get a nice Christmas and New Year gift for you guys. I, I think if I'm him, I leave. Um, I got six months left as opposed to a three year deal. I'll leave. But that's Chris. That's, let me, uh, let me, no, no, I, just want, let, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, but that, let me ask you yeah. something. And, and I don't know if I should be asking you because I think you've already spoken enough tonight. But let me ask you this. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> bro. <laughs> let me ask you this. What, what do you, um, what do you make of this whole, circus about the flamingo president being in portugal and being interested in all in interviewing all these portuguese coaches with jj included him already publicly saying that jj they're looking at jj as an option uh then jj was was out having coffee with uh with a representative i don't know if it was the president his or not agent, his agent. what do you what do you make of this whole circus does Benfica need to take a stand here does jj need to take a stand Okay, before I answer, before I answer. Keep it under 45 seconds, okay, please. Before I answer. I, I know I'm boring, <laughs> but before I answer, 
Why don't you tell me your feelings on it before I answer? No, I wanted to ask you that. Because I'll answer it, but I want to know what you think. I've already mentioned something on Twitter uh, today. I, I think that uh, that somebody needs to take a stand, uh, whether it's uh, whether it's Benfica, and I think that why? Because if they're, let me ask you a question. I'm trying to find the word. Did Benfica um, have any regard for them when they went and no, they, they, their coach? No, they didn't. So then what's the problem? So They're doing it right back. You want respect, you got to give respect. I, I, I'm I, with you on that. I already thought okay. about that. Okay. But so. I, I, maybe JJ needs to um, needs to, to come out and publicly said, I have uh, a contract with Benfica until the end of the season, I, and I plan on, on uh, finishing that contract. He's got six months left. He doesn't have to answer that to nobody. But you could. Well, if the club has a huge problem with it, then speak up. No, but, At the end of the day, if the club wants him, look, look, JJ is a wanted man right now. And the guy, look, I think you that. and Michael have been talking a lot. <laughs> you and, and Gonçalves. I actually haven't spoken to him in, in a long time. Last time he was here in New York, I was supposed to meet up with him and then some glitch and I didn't go meet up with him. So that's the last time I spoke to him. That was like a month, two months ago. But that's besides the point. JJ's a wanted man, right? JJ's got six months left. If Benfica really finds... He's a wanted man by who? Flamengo. That's it. Who cares? You talk like he's wanted by the FBI and Interpol, the CIA, the DEA. Hold on. He's a wanted man. You can't. I love you, but you can't sit here and and try to bring up one team wants him. You can't sit here and bring up a problem that you find is a problem, right? And then complain about. I didn't it's say it was a problem. I just asked happy. you what your opinion of it. My opinion is that he's a wanted man. One team, ten teams. Is he not wanted? He's wanted. He's a wanted man. If Benfica finds that it's such a huge problem and, oh, my God, we don't want to lose this coach, extend this contract. It's very simple. The guy's got six months. Every single player in the world with six months left in his contract is free to search his next contract. JJ's doing no different. If Benfica has a huge – extend them. Now, JJ didn't leave. I personally think he's leaving. JJ ain't leave. Ain't no – he's not doing anything wrong. Anything that different that you and I would do. We got six months left. Team has an offer me an extension. Your company has an offer you an extension. You have an agent just for those things. You're gonna speak and meet with your agent. I, 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 and again, put that put Rivitoria insert whoever you want. It's kind of to do with a JJ. To me, it's insert whomever coach you want. I honestly don't believe there's anything wrong with this. He's got six months. At the end of the day, if you have a such use product, extend them or fire him. That's it. He think he He's looking at three years as opposed to six months. What would you do? I, I you should have never came back for me. So. Okay, fine. Do you believe and I don't? Do you believe if Benfica and again they're right now there's there's four points behind. If Benfica turns around has this miraculous second half that we had and Porto had the year following year, Benfica goes out wins the Taça Portugal, Benfica wins the Taça da Liga, and Benfica wins the Campeonato. Benfica wins the treble. You believe Benfica will extend them? No. Okay, so then why 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 are we being judgmental about him looking at his options? Oh, that's my wishful thinking. I don't know if Benfica will extend I still, them. Or I not. don't think they still will extend them. Uh Dave, um let's um give us some stats on this Maritime game so we could start discussing the, the double header classicus. Yeah, for sure. So uh Darwin uh with back to back games uh scoring a brace is now the league leader in goals with uh thirteen goals scored this season and he now has a career high in goals scored uh across all, all competitions 18 goals uh scored uh this season for darwin rafa with a goal and four assists continues uh to increase his league as the league's leader in assists now currently at 13 uh, assists 
And uh, all this JJ and Rafa and Darwin Tuck, we forgot about their uh, another striker. Yaramchuk uh, got back to the uh, score sheet for league competition. First uh, league goal since September against uh, Guimaraes. You could tell that the uh, team was trying to force it to him uh, there in the, the, the end of the first and the uh, beginning of the second half just to get that monkey off his back. That's a good point. You reminded me of something, Dave, because I didn't even give my thoughts because Alfredo asked me the question about JJ. I was going to say Benfica, play their best when we armchucks on the field he opens sometimes he doesn't well, that's the thing he opens up the space sometimes he, he doesn't people don't notice he, he looks like he shut down he's not really having much effect much such on the ball not much involvement but his runs and just his move forget his runs i'm just keeping in movement his movement always has someone follow him it's like a game of chess you move here you cover and in order to cover him it leaves a gaping hole and then that's where the yard where the darwins and the rafa come in they fill those spaces and you can tell I'm pretty sure you look at the best Benfica games of the year. It's been with Yarmchuk on the field. It opens up the game. He's very smart in his movement. Unfortunately, he's not scoring as many goals as we like, even though he finally did get on the scoring sheet. Fantastic assist from, from Rafa. Credit to Rafa. Rafa's involved everywhere. Um, but it's a totally different ball game when Yarmchuk's on the field. And so, I, 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 you know, I was happy to see that. I heard Rafa was checking vaccine cards at the entrance. He's involved. He was so involved. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Gonçalves, you're, uh, you got the cartilla. I know that. And Chico Marcelino also saying, <laughs> also, also Ramos uh, with his first goal. Yeah, look, it, it, talking on that Ramos, I thought, again, me, I thought on the, who did we play? Maritimo. I thought on the Maritimo goal, I thought he was offside slightly, but I thought he looked offside. I was surprised that, he, you know. No, I, uh, Seth, uh, I thought Maritimo. Seth was offside thought, on the Maritimo goal. That's where I, I, I thought Seth was offside. That's where I was going. I thought on the Maritimo, he was offside before the cross, and I thought that Sferovic was offside. So, I, look, credit to Ramos. That ball got on him quick, and he was still able to get, get his body, you know, low, you know, his head down, I should say. Get the ball on target. Fantastic finish by him. So it, I, I was glad to see Sferovic got a goal. So in terms of building these guys' confidence, um, build, building their confidence up, going into two, into two very important games, I thought, look, I thought it was a win-win-win-win-win all across the board for this one game. Yeah, no, it was a good game to uh, build up confidence. I just hope they didn't uh, they didn't uh, score all the goals, and now they're going to need some for, this, uh, for these two matches, and now they don't have any more goals. But, look, I, I think that um, – Darwin's playing well. Uh, he, st he still does some. He still does some things that leaves me scratch my head, like that one cross that ended up at Bifika's bench. My man, yo, <laughs> I, I know, I, I Dave, Dave, I, I know, I use this. You know, I'm not exactly his biggest fan, but brother, and all of a sudden you see this one bullet. My man, he had a rocket up his ass. You could tell he is playing in sixth, seventh gear while everybody else is at max fit. Even Rafa next to him, he looks so a fantastic, fantastic job by him. I know you shed a tear last year when he scored his goal. <laughs> I shed a tear. The guy has not, you know, lowered his wings. He's always given effort after effort. And now he's getting on the score sheet. He is so fast and so physical that he's getting chance after chance. Yeah. And now as opposed to missing the two or three chance, he's getting seven of them and he's putting away three. So fantastic job by him. See? Huh? I, I hate to That's be the JJ... bearer of bad news, but you guys froze there for about like a minute and a half. And, uh, I, I didn't say anything. A minute and a half. It's your yeah. internet, Dave. You're running the show, bro. No, no. Everyone else is saying that uh, they could only see me moving around and you guys. It's all right. I didn't say anything useful. Anyway. Yeah, it was just Cristiano blabbing but anyway. This right here, guys, before you shed that tear, 
and, and Darwin came back, this is what JJ said to him. That motivated him. See, so for those of you saying that, you know, he bashes off, that motivated him. That's, that's the line. I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Jay, and that's what Darwin said to him but after he keep getting his confidence in the starts. That I taught him that in English. I love you, Jesus. I love you. I love you. Love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Nah, but look, it was, it was overall, it was overall a good yeah, game. Yeah, it was, it was a good game, man. And and, and I know, <laughs> I don't want to go, but I, people always let's move on to the next topic. Find something to complain about, and and okay, maybe should have brought in Paul Bernardo. But look, I think he worried about getting the players that will play in these next two games, getting their confidence up. This was a good game to go into these two games at the Ladra, I mean Dragon on a high. And uh, look, even when we win seven one, somebody always finds something to complain about. So credit to them, credit to Juan Zilz for um, motivating this team and having this team playing with high spirits. And so hopefully he goes into the Dragon and he has the same. Uh, the same effect on this team. Now the Dragão, uh, Thursday is the Taça game, the uh, the Taça de Portugal game at the Dragão. Uh, and then, is it Sunday or Monday, Dave? The game? It's another Thursday after oh, that. It's, oh, it's a Thursday. The 30th. Um, let me ask you this, Cristiano. Different approaches for different games? One is the Taça and one is the, the league. <sighs> what do you think about what the approaches will be? That's a good question, but the answer should see when Dave is see when Dave is running the board. I don't have to be here. I just I could just be relaxed, nice and relaxed. <laughs> you grill, Chris. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of like you doing the board because today I feel this aggression coming. I feel feel like this <laughs> because JJ, I'm, I'm today. I feel this. I'm, JJ I'm being more standoffish with uh, Cristiano because now, now I got, got time. the time to focus. Now you got time, you know. But think it is all right. Oh, okay, okay. get easy on me. All right. Um, look, the answer. The answer to that should be every single game against these guys should be, you know, uh <laughs> we we have to repeat ourselves every time. Fucking don't go don't eat my chicken and leave the bones on the counter. But the truth is that every single game against these guys should be, you know, treated the same way. But what do you think uh, the is is the approach no, the it, same? No, it is, it is because here's the situation, and, and I don't want to say that guy's name, that clown. I don't want to say his name. So you go shout out, brother. Um we talked about this today, and 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 and, and he feels, and I, see, I, I I can't disagree. It's Ladrão, not Dragão. I, I, I can't disagree, but he feels that this one game on Thursday is more important than the following game because not only do you have an opportunity to win another cup, but you also knock out a rival that's directly competing for that cup. I get that whole thing, but I, I kind of there. there it's 50-50. I kind of feel the same way. If Benfica lose the following Thursday, and then they're really out of the race for the Campeonato. So at the end of the day, the most important cup in Portugal is the Campeonato. I know the Tasa is important. We've won three or four in the last 30-something years. So I get the importance of the cup, and I believe we should attack every single game with the same mentality. So my answer to you, Alfredo, is we have to attack both the games with the same, the same attitude, understand that there is never no easy game against these guys. There is never a passive game, and, you know, we'll get them next time. No, go in, handle this game. And, I mean, guys, repeat over and over. We say it every single It doesn't matter who we're playing, right? It's just always the most important game is the next game, the game that's in front of you. And Benfica should come in with their strongest lineup and, and put it convinced because not only will that be important 
to stay alive in a competition, but it'd be a domino effect because just like I spoke about this Maritimo game and the confidence trickling in, trickling into this very important game on Thursday, the confidence could also go on to that next game on, you know, uh, 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 for the Campeonato. And so I, I think it's ultimately important. Dave, um, how would you, uh, before you give me the stats on the game, how do you think Benfica should approach this? Would you pull more importance in one game than the other or just attack both the games the same way? Uh, logically thinking, I would put more importance towards the uh, the league, but I wouldn't want the. That's just as a fanboy talking here. But as a, uh, I would hope that they uh, they bring their best uh, best lineup, best eleven lineup that they think will uh, match up against Porto uh, on Thursday. And then if they have to make if things don't go their their way this Thursday, and they have to make. Uh, adjustments, then I hope they're able to uh, make the adjustments accordingly for the uh, for the league. Uh, where really that, uh, like I said, I in my heart that uh, that has some more uh, importance uh, to me. But um, either way, field your best uh, best starting eleven this Thursday and adjust where it needs to be adjusted uh, going forward uh, in a week from now. Um, some some numbers on this uh, game here. Historically, in this uh, tournament, uh, Porto and Benfica, uh, 36 meetings between the two clubs. Benfica's won 21, drawn five, and lost 10 in the uh, Taça de Portugal against uh, Porto. Uh, this is the earliest that the two clubs will be playing each other at this stage of the tournament, the uh, round of 16, the earliest since uh, 2001. And uh, Porto's coming into this match sitting first place in the league with 41 points, uh, 13 wins, two draws. They've got the second best attack with 38 goals and the second best uh, defense with only eight goals uh, conceded. Joaquin Garopinha had a question here. Do we think that Helton will get the cup games? What do you think, Cristiano? Has he been, has he been playing the cup games up to this point? He has, right? Both the League Cup and... Uh... The Portuguese Cup, it's possible that he gets the that he gets the nod. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, the way these coaches usually attack this, um, yeah, the guy that's been playing the backup goalie plays these competitions. But now, as we've stated here many times here so far on this podcast, the importance of this game, the rival, the importance of winning this cup, which we've only won a few times in, in, in 30 years. Look, <laughs> I think the one thing is for sure that we could all come here week in, week out and say that the uncertainty with JJ, we just never know what he's what he's what he's up to. Um, I'd expect Helton to play, but ultimately I won't be surprised if it is uh uh Vlaco, but but I do expect it will be uh Helton. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, just because I don't think there's such a huge disparity between the two keepers. I think that uh, Vlaco Dimas has had a very good year so far. Um, but I don't think that there's a there's a huge uh, a huge difference between both. So you might get it. Um, as Cristiano mentioned, Portuguese Cup is important. It's unfortunate that uh, they were playing Porto this early. Uh, but still, if if you want to win the competition, you got to win all games, final included. So this game is no different. I mean, at some point, you think you're gonna have to get through them. So hey, yeah, whether it's now or whether later. it's now or the semifinals or final, whatever you have to you have to do it. I think it's a huge test for the team. Um, I think that the team started the the season early. Uh, they had to kind of put their their preseason in high gear because they had those early games to to qualify for the Champions League. 
uh, at a decent start of the season. Then we saw a little breakdown there uh, as the team is coming off that very intense uh, beginning of the season. And I think that now we're, we're starting to see the team again on uh, on an upswing, at least I hope on an upswing. We go into the Dragao, and you guys know that uh, going into these games, it, it doesn't matter who's in first or who's in better form or not. I gain, this game is a new, uh, a unique game all on its own. Uh, as we always said here, the, it's the easiest week for a coach because you don't need to motivate players to play these games. Um, I'm curious. I'm just curious to see what, what Benfica does. Uh, I think that... Um, that that two men uh, midfield against Porto, who is usually very good in that midfield, might be a might be a, a a huge mistake. Might not be the right approach. One thing to keep in mind, and obviously expecting two wins at the Ladrón is a lot, but if, if Benfica find a way to pull this off and win two games back to back, this could absolutely jumpstart us to a fantastic second half of the season and, and derail Porto season. So um, I know it's a lot to ask for, but Benfica do have the players; they have the ability to do so, but. When we play at that stadium, we look like a shell of ourselves. I don't understand why. The last time we won there, Rafa and uh, Juan Felix getting the goals. Um, but that was, I believe, in March. Mar yeah, March of uh, 2019. Um, you know, it's so it's a lot to ask. Yeah, that for. was that was the game that uh, that turned the season around. Right? It was after that game, spectacular performance by Samadis that one day. Uh, Benfica had a hell of a game. Um, no, you did. Somebody's did play well. Yeah, that that yeah. one uh, tackle scheme, saving yeah. tackle at the end of the game. So, uh, and again, Benfica went there, played them eye to eye. Uh, they did what they had to do. Now, I know Benfica. The last time they were there, we all had ecstatic at the way that Benfica confronted this game, the attitude, the aggressiveness. Unfortunately, did not get the result that we wanted. The draw is all we came out with. But uh, again, tomorrow, you know, Thursday is another opportunity uh, to to write, you know, the history yeah. book. It's another one of those games that's going to go down in your careers if you do well and the players on this on both sides so all eyes in portugal will be watching but at the same time benfica understand that in porto as well i'm pretty sure porto's being fed this by the shovel which is look we have an opportunity to bury these guys knock them out of the tasa and ultimately <laughs> knock them out of the race for the campeonato and you know those guys are eating that yep. every single morning and we just hope that benfica and jj and everybody in charge of this club is really force feeding that as well to benfica and get that these guys mentality that they could they can themselves derail their bitter rivals from up north as well. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's always you know it's always a motivation uh, like that. We have a chance to put these guys away, uh, and and Porto drives or thrives on that motivation. How many times have we gotten to a point that we could put the the dagger in Porto, and we've missed out on that opportunity? Or we didn't execute on that opportunity. Uh, Michael Michael Gonzalez is asking if we lose both games, do you think JJ is on the next flight to Rio in January? I think that if Flamengo, if he agrees with Flamengo, I think that January is a start. I think he's gone regardless. I like I said, either whether in January at the end of the season. No, no, I think he's gone. Win two games, lose two games, tie two games. I I think he's gone. I think Flamengo's not going to wait for him until June. Yeah, uh, I and, think he's gonna have to look and at he, his options. And here's the thing, right? You're out of the Portuguese Cup, right? Just suppose, right? Um, hypothetically, you're out of the Portuguese Cup. Um, you're seven points back. Yeah, and this assuming that we're gonna lose both games, obviously, which I hope we don't. We don't seven points back from the lead. Uh, also, assuming that Sporting is gonna win their games, and you're right at 
you're you're right in January. Would you still have what you could still make third place or, or or maybe second place for the Champions League, or you could still make that run. You still have the Champions League uh knockout stages in at the end of February. Is that a good enough time to bring a coach in? So you basically in January. have January to the very the next very important games. If if you're not including the right. of the Cerveja, it's it's February 23rd against Ajax. So you technically you have almost two months to really write the new script. Right. I mean, so you I, think I, that's I, that's enough time for a I, coach I, to come I, in? I mean, look, we saw the last time we fired Rui Victorias and we brought in Bruno Lard. Yeah, but you're talking about a guy that is was already in a structure yeah, that's very in tune with what Rui Victoria was doing with yeah, the but team. How do you, but we're, we don't know who they're bringing in. That's true. <laughs> so, well, we well, you think they're going to bring him Verissimo? It could be Rui Victorious. He's available. Victorious for Ripi. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> It, yo, There's also an international break there in January too. That uh, at the end of January, that uh, will give the coach some time to uh, get a practice to the with the B team. With the B team. Yeah. <laughs> well, as of late, we haven't had too many call international call ups though. Gotta, That's good. Uh, keep keep gotta, it that way. Yeah, I know. Got to. Uh, but they've been injury injury related, so. I just want to say I, I finally agree with you regarding the Cartilla. I'm starting to wonder because. Our boy Michael says, give me Marcelo Gallardo. He's either in sync with me or he's been listening to me. I don't know, but I'm starting to believe he's gotten the cartilla because that's what I've been screaming about, you know, off air, on air for a while now. That's who I absolutely would go get. Um, they're obviously in their break as well in Argentina with the clausura and apertura. I don't know how it works, but I just know they're called clausura and apertura. I don't know which one is now, but it's one of them. Uh, it's a 50-50. Yeah. Joaquin, we mentioned here, I, I at least I mentioned that uh, Renato Paiva would Renato be Paiva a good going choice. to LAFC. Not Paiva's going to LAFC? LAFC, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you heard it here first. Not bro, Paiva's. Don't hold me to it, bro, but that's where he's going. <laughs> that's, don't hold me to it, but that's where he's going. <laughs> that's where he's going, bro. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'd be curious. Um, and uh, As we mentioned here, I'd, I'd be surprised if, if uh, Rui Costa has not uh, already had exploratory conversations. He should be, guys. because we don't – I honestly don't believe – Benfica can win the treble – I don't believe he wants to come back. Think about this. The way, not arguing if it's right or wrong, none of that. But the way that the fans have treated him, who the hell would want to come back to that? He's not going to want to come back. Benfica's not. I, I think J Rui Costa is at least from what we've interpreted here so far, right? He's 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 been taking the pulse of the fans, the saucers. And he said he's going to change things. He's going to listen to people, right? He's going to change a couple of things at the club. If he is true to his word, you can't ignore the Linsus at, at the loose. Yeah. He's I'll... not going to bring a coach against the fans' wishes. So, again, if Benfica's not already had exploratory conversations with someone, well, Benfica is amateur. He I would, should be miles ahead of this. I would take Fonseca, I would take Jardim, I would take Gallardo, and I would take Renat Paiva. Who's Any of those four, I would take. Jardim, who else? Fonseca. Fonseca, freaking Fonseca's way out. Yeah, I would take. I would take. Uh, well, you think Fonseca's already uh, has already agreed to go elsewhere? Alfredo. Uh, Kim Kardashian left Kanye West, but just because she's available, don't mean she's coming to me. I want her though. <laughs> I know that's what she said to me when I called. It. <laughs> uh, wrong answer. <laughs> she's like wrong number. But yeah, look. Uh, well, that's Kike. 
estás maluco, pá. Quem quer isso? Ah, ok. Oh, man, I'm going to miss JJ and his, uh, his outtakes. Hey, man. I, look, Benfica should be having these conversations. They can't be naive to think that... Uh... That on both sides, I would not blame Benfica for having exploratory conversations. Like I wouldn't blame JJ. I think they're doing their homework and they should absolutely do it. And anyone that's criticizing that is completely nuts because you would be doing the same thing if you're in your job. I mean, I just if you're not, you're just worried about uh, what's it called, uh, unemployment. <laughs> you would worried about unemployment. Not worried, you know, you got unemployment. Like I'll put it out a couple couple months off, and then I'll worry about it then. Do you think that um, because JJ? knows that he, it, it, of sorts he's, he has some sort of a parachute in Flamengo. Do you think that he will drop down in his intensity because he knows that he's got something to fall on and the pressure won't be as high for this whatever games are, are left in this month? No, because as we mentioned before, every single game against Football Club Porto is an important game. They know everybody's watching and so For the guy to sit there and take this game, you know, with less intensity, take this game in a totally different mentality, I think he's doing himself a disservice. I think these coaches always want to win regardless of where their mind is at. And, and look, I, I believe, again, Benfica could win these next two games. I, firm, I believe he's leaving regardless. They could win them, lose. I think the decision has already been made. O Cantinho Benfica is going to have Renato Paiva on next, week, next month. So you will ask him. Tell him ask I say what's up. Consolves. Tell him I say what's up. So what's up? Where's that? Where's that? Um, anyway, uh, what else we got? Any more uh, Any more questions from the well, Freddies before we move Freddy, on? Freddy Boris Nagarasa just said, if we beat Ajax, I'd say this season has been good. Opa, ovla. In those three weeks, bro. Yo, I think somebody, Bella Gutman himself, who cursed us, just rolled over in his grave. Don't, don't, come on, bro. It's never enough. No, I, well, it, I think it's successful if you're looking at the Champions League. Well, I mean, not yeah. overall. When you go from zero points to not making it the next year to this, yeah, it's <laughs> successful. Yeah, because I, mean, uh, I think, look, uh, getting out of the group stage has to be the absolute minimums that a team like Benfica has. And if you get past that first game in the round of 16th hey that's that's gravy that's bonus so for me it would have been a successful uh champions league if we beat ajax um I mean, in terms of success the fact we got out of a group with barcelona and bayern munich i think it's a success the fact we, we didn't make it last year the previous time zero points so yeah i mean if you're looking at glass half full i mean dave that's an upward progression right Well, the the uh, objective was already obtained when they qualified for the group stages already. So this is just gravy on top of. Uh, Epa, now you sound already. like JJ, bro. You got the cartilla. He got the cartilla. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's what JJ said, right? The, yeah. the objective was to get the team in the group stages. Yeah. But that's him being sarcastic. But... That's for JJ. JJ, dude. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> no, Dave. Not Dave. JJ. Thank you, Dave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else we got? We got predictions also. Oh snap! Who did we do last week? Do we? No, I don't think anybody got it right. We'll throw it out to the uh, the Freddies. What's uh, the uh, the predictions here for this uh, upcoming Thursday's match against the uh, the Dragons up north? Here, you guys are tired of hearing of Chris. Yeah. What? Uh, we'll throw it out to the uh, the Freddies. I'll uh, 
see what uh, the Freddies are uh, saying here about the predictions here. Jakim says losing both games. My prediction, I think it's going to be, uh, I think we're going to lose the initial match for the toss uh, 2-0 and then follow it up with uh, a 1-1 result the uh, the following week here. Not uh, looking too confident for this uh, this match. Uh, I, I guess I shared the, uh, the uh, lack of positivity with uh, Joaquim there. But, uh, oh, the boys yeah. are back here. We're just going through predictions here with uh, the Freddies here in the meantime. Put us on the screen, Dave. Yeah, you guys How are on. How do you do, Dave? I went 5-0 last week against Kuvlia. Last week. You went 5-0. Me and Alfredo said 2-0 each. Actually. You put, you put us on the screen, Dave? Yeah, you can see. I don't see my fuss. It's all right. It's all right. I don't think um yeah, I didn't I didn't write the predict I didn't write our things. Yeah, I said I five, think you said five zero. You did I say said, five zero. I, I said five zero. Where's Dave? Look, I said five zero, you guys said two zero. The fact that you guys oh if you go over, right? No, if you go how does it go? Over, you lose, under you win. How does that go? Price is right rules. What's the price is right rules? You can't go over. Oh, so then I lost. And then I said, what did I say for Maritim 3-0, right? I think I said 3-0. Yeah. I think I said 3-0. Yeah, 3-0. What you, what'd, you, what'd you guys say? I said 2-0. You were afraid of... No. I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway. I don't remember. So, yeah. Uh, 5-0 was, was 3-0. Is it time to bring the voice? Yeah, I mean... What's up, voice? Welcome once again to another Benfica podcast. Hello, Today we're, we're previewing the football club at the Porto game. What are your thoughts? My thoughts is that Benfica is going to go up north and they're going to spank Porto in the ass. Bad, bad, bad. Bad boys spank him in the ass like and say, you're my bitch. Wow, you sound like an aggressive voice today. Is everything all right? Do you have your Wheaties? I've had a couple cocktails. I'm not feeling too well. As a matter of fact, I think I'm feeling a little oozy. Oh, you're feeling the way I hope Sergio Conceição feels after this game. But uh, I was just drinking some whiskey, and the whiskey's telling me that Benfica is going to spank Porto. Sounds like you're drinking some whiskey there. Uh, It sounds like you drank the whole (laughs) bottle, not some. There's a little bit left. Maybe some ice. So, voice, voice. Uh, your predictions on last week's uh, sporting the Covillan game, sporting Covillan. Did you, uh, did you, did you come close? Would you, I mean, did Benfica impress you in that one game? I mean, that 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 loose pony style was Stalin, Stalin, untrained Stalin came off the bench and scored a gulasu from like fifty yards out. What do you think about that? I don't remember what I ate for breakfast. You're trying to ask me what I what I predicted last week. Okay, okay. Before we let you go here, voice, um, what do you think about George Jesus? Do you think he goes to Flamingo or he comes back? He should have already been in Ipanema well, with Ipanema a tall Caipirinha and a Morena. Epa! Did you know that I that I could rhyme? Copacabana. In Ipanema, sitting on the beach with a hot Morena. 
Okay, okay. Listen, you're getting out of hand, voice. I think we're gonna have to let you go today. Dave, say bye to the voice. Thank you for participating on another Bifiga podcast. This is the most the most listened to portion of the program anywhere in the world, and in particular in Gafanya in Aveiro is number one. Number one. My mom's the only one that listens there, but still it's the number one program in that neighborhood, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you, Voice. Alfredo, what do you think of another participation by the voice? The voice is great, but he has to uh quit on that drinking. No bueno. Don't drink too much. We might think he's drinking, but after Thursday, he could come out roses. So we'll see what happens. He said he was going to spank him. So, I don't know. Anyway, that's all we got. Joaquin Carapina is not. I think he's been hanging out with the voice. He's not excited. I still don't think we're good. I hope you're wrong as well, Joaquin. Carrega Benfica. And you guys remember. Always remember this. So wait, what's your prediction so I could write it down? Regardless of whether you like the coach or not, his success is our success. On forward, we travel. Onward, we travel. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what's your prediction for the I game? I got those right. I wouldn't need you here, bro. What's uh, What do I think? Predictions. Predictions. <laughs> My computer. 2-1 Benfica. 2-1 Benfica. What about you, Dave? I said uh, two nothing Porto for this uh, cup hey, tie here. Uh, wait, uh, do we got a gunshot here on this program? <laughs> Take him out back. And shoot. <laughs> um, I mean, talk about deflating the balloon. If I, you're lucky the voice in here, Dave, because the voice will not be happy with you. I gotta hear the voice on a mix track with our boy Gilberto Carlos. I'm sure they'll be able to sell uh, millions of albums on the mixtape. On the mixtape. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that it's, unfortunately, it's going to be a, uh, 2-1 Porto. Yep. I'm not, I'm not feeling too confident. And at the Dragão, it's, at the lose is usually 50-50. At the Dragão is, is not 50-50. We all know how that plays out. So, well, don't Cristiano with me. the 2-1 for Benfica, Dave 2-0 for Porto, and, and me 2-1 for Porto. <laughs> That's all we got. Wait, what about the next port? That's uh, Thursday. We'll be back before then. Oh, yeah, true. I thought the game was going to be on the weekend. No, it's Wednesday. Okay, we'll be back on Tuesday. Is it Thursday? The 30th. I thought it was was Thursday, Wednesday. Yeah. All right, Freddy's. Freddy's all. uh, Thank you very much for joining us, for being active on the chat, for asking. And Michael... Getting that cartilla from Cristiano, man. Shame on you, bro. Michael. Shame on you. Michael. Um, if you guys are not um, enough, gotta, you know, we got to do we got to do a joint with. Uh, well, that's what I was going to say. If you guys are not familiar with con- uh, Continue Benfiquista, that's uh, Michael does a, a YouTube show, live show with him and, and his buddies also discussing Benfica. So definitely check that out. Michael um, just had uh, as well as Benfica after 90 and all the Benfica projects. Yeah. Yeah. Send the email. Alfredo, not me. I don't want to, but I, I approve. Uh, Michael <laughs> just had a big guest on his on his podcast not too long. Hey, you're going to say he's, he's, he just had a baby. I'm going to say he's, like I told you, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but he did have a big guest not too long ago. So, uh, it, yeah, it'd be absolutely f- fantastic to speak to him, Kenny, Oscar. Those guys are an absolute bug out. And all the other fellas in the pod, I'm, you know, right now I've been drinking too much cranberry juice. Names escape me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you guys do a fantastic job. Same thing with my boy Melo, Mario, and and everybody else in that after ninety, and 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 Mr. Benfica, and Mrs. Benfica, and I mean you name it, man. Everybody just yeah. Man, let's not forget work. the hardest, 
hardest podcaster in Benfica world is Mr. Benfica. He's the hardest podcaster? He's the hardest working podcaster. Oh, bro, I, I work pretty hard, bro. Putting up with you. You work Dave. hard for the money? Uh, putting up with you and Dave. And, and now, now, now I got to put up with the voice. Thank it is. Ah, okay. Yeah, so if you guys want to wanna meet up, join up. Not meet up. Join up here on uh, Esta Coisa Aqui, the, the, the computers. We'll figure something out, man. We'll figure something out. Maybe we'll do like a marathon where uh, it'll be like a four-hour podcast. Us, continue, and uh, Benfica after 90. And Mr. Benfica. We'll Are we just, going for Mr. some Guinness, Mr. Benfica, that's Guinness right. record? Guinness yeah, we'll, we'll, record? we might uh, do a, a, a marathon. A marathon. So we'll see. Anyway. Thanks a lot for checking us out. Thank you for uh, being active on the chat to all the Freddies. And we'll see you again uh, next Tuesday. Everybody's welcome on this podcast, but you. Have a good weekend. Enjoy. <laughs> Merry Christmas. All that good stuff. Hope you guys enjoy it with you and your families, man. And uh, yeah. See you here again next May week. We didn't so wear our Santa feet. hats, uh, Cristiano. We missed that. We missed that. That's missed that opportunity. Podcast. Ne next podcast will be after Christmas. Yeah, but that could be a Christmas gift. Oh, okay, that could be. Yeah. yeah. Take care, everyone.